Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. It's such a joy and an honor to be with you each week on this podcast. And today, once again, I want to focus in on healing. But before I do, I want to ask you a question. Are you aware of the new healing network that we began online about six months ago? And if you'd like to download it, it's free. Just simply uh, go to the website, uh, thehealingnetwork.com, thehealingnetwork.com, or uh, you can go to the App Store and just download the Healing Network app, and you can get seven-day-a-week, 24-hour-a-day television uh, broadcasting from uh, the, from our new network, and it's uh, focused in on this ministry today as well as all the way back into the 1950s. Uh, we've taken a lot of the old uh, black-and-white uh, programs that my father did back in the 50s from the tent cathedral, uh, laying hands on the sick. It's absolutely phenomenal. You'll see miracles happen right before your eyes. Really, you get a front row seat to miracles. So just uh, go to thehealingnetwork.com or uh, go to the app store and uh, download the app. And, and also, while I'm talking about it, by the way, have you seen me on Facebook? Why not? Why haven't you seen me? <laughs> Just simply go to facebook.com slash Richard Roberts official. If you've not seen me on Facebook, well, take a look, okay? And have you seen me on Instagram? Well, why not? <laughs> Where have you been all my life? <laughs> uh, on Instagram, go to at Richard Roberts official, and you can get that. I'll share a little bit more about that a little later on in the podcast, especially about Lindsay, because she has a tremendous podcast along with her sidekick. Uh, Melissa Lee. <laughs> they, they are, they're hysterical. You've got to see their podcast. They are so funny and they are so good and they're so topical. Well, I'll stop talking about that. I'll be preaching about that for a while. Anyway, uh, John chapter five is where I'm going today. John chapter five tells the story of Jesus at the pool of Bethesda. Now, imagine the scene. There's a pool there, pool of water. And uh, around it are no doubt hundreds of sick people, blind, deaf, uh, paralyzed, all type of sickness and disease. And there were five porches. So in other words, there were like five stories almost of people. And they were waiting, the Bible says, for an angel that would come once a season and stir the waters. And the scripture says, whosoever should get into the water first, would be healed. So they had been there waiting for the season uh, when an angel would come. And Jesus was standing right there uh, in the midst of that, in that scene, and he saw a man who had been there for 38 years, laying there on his mat, unable to get up. And the, the man was still talking about the pool when Jesus asked him a very important question. He said to him, Sir... Do you want to be well? Well, you know, that would seem like an obvious question to me. Uh, if, uh, if Jesus were standing here in this kitchen where I'm doing this podcast today and said, Richard, do you want to be well? I wouldn't have to even think about it. My answer would be, yes, I want to be well. But this man didn't give him that answer. He said, well, I, I don't have anybody to put me in the pool. In other words, he blamed his problem on someone else. He had been there for 38 years waiting for an angel to come and stir the waters, but he couldn't get in first because he had nobody to push him in. You'd think after 38 years, he could have worked a strategy where somebody could have got him to the edge of the pool and pushed him in, even if he had to wait for months for it. 
But he didn't. No, he blamed the whole thing on somebody else. And that's what so many people do today. They blame the problem that they're facing on someone else. Do you know anybody who's like that? Do you know anybody who blames everything on something on somebody else? Uh, you know, look straight. Don't look to your right or left. <laughs> the man was looking into a pool of false hope. And he had been doing that for 38 long years. His entire focus was upon the pool and himself. And he didn't realize he was standing right next, or I should say that standing next to him was the Son of God. And that's the story of so many people today. Maybe it's your story. You don't recognize that Jesus is very close. He's as close to you as a prayer. He's only a prayer away. Now, the pool in the Bible represents the place where you're stuck. And where are you stuck? Are you stuck with some sickness and disease and you feel like it's unfair? Uh, it struck you and didn't strike somebody else? Uh, are you struck with, uh, with the fear? Are you struck with pain in some area of your body? Are you, are you struck with, with worry or discouragement or depression? Are you stuck with, with this thing that goes through your mind and you can't get it off your mind? Are you stuck with insomnia? You can't sleep? Are you stuck between jobs? You can't find a new job? This, this pool represents wherever you're stuck. And you may be stuck today. Well, when this man met Jesus, his back was on his bed. But after Jesus commanded for him to rise, take up his bed and walk, the man had his bed on his back. What a turnaround. Jesus said three things to him. He said, rise. And when he said rise, he was talking to the man on the inside. Now, you'll never do something on the outside until you first do something on the inside. Until the inside of you talks to the outside of you, you're not going to move. Jesus said, rise. He was talking to the inner man. Every one of us has an inner man, an inner woman, something in us that causes us to move, that causes us to get into action. And Jesus was talking to the man inside the man. Get up. You'll never get up on the outside until you first get up on the inside. Second, he said, take up your bed. He was saying, that bed has carried you for 38 years. Now it's time for you to put it on your back and carry it. You know, some people who've been sick for a long time uh, don't know how to receive prayer. I go into a healing service and they bring somebody to me who's in a wheelchair or on crutches and, and they look down. Uh, they've been down a long time. Getting up hasn't even crossed their mind and and, uh, and they don't want to participate in the prayer. They just say, say, in essence, they're saying, Richard, I want you to do everything. Well, that's not faith. You've got to cooperate. I remember I was preaching once in Denver. And at the end of the service, I was praying for the sick and people were getting healed all over the church. And there was a woman who had been wheeled down in a wheelchair to the front row. And she was sitting there in the chair in the aisle. You can imagine an, uh, a wheelchair sitting in the aisle next to the front row of a church. I'm sure you can imagine that. And I looked over and noticed her, and I began to pray for her. And I said, ma'am, if all you can do when I pray is move a finger, move a finger. And, you know, I'm sure there were people there that day that thought, well, Richard, how cruel. How cruel to say to somebody in a wheelchair, if you can just move a finger, move it. But I believe I was speaking to her under the anointing of God. I said, just move your finger when I pray, if that's all you can do. And as I prayed for her, she began to move one finger. And I went on and prayed for some others, and I looked back over at her, and she was moving her hand. And I looked over at her again a few minutes later, and she was moving both hands. 
A little while later, I looked over and she was moving her arms and her shoulders. A few moments later, I looked up and she was moving her legs. And the next thing I knew, I looked up and the wheelchair was empty and she was walking across the front of the church. The people were rejoicing and giving praise. I'm sure those people who said, isn't he cruel by just saying, move a finger, felt pretty bad after that. Well, you see, I had to get her faith moving. It's easy to just say, well, God, you just have to do it all. It has to be sovereign or I'm not going to participate. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. Use your faith. When someone comes to pray for you, like me or someone else, let your faith go. Expect a miracle. Jesus said, rise, take up your bed. And then he said, walk. And when he said walk, he was talking to the attitude of the man. His attitude was was that he had been there a long time. Now it was time to get up and re-enter humanity. Walk. Get back into life. Get back into the things that God has called you to do. Many of you that are listening right now have things in your life that you know God has spoken to you about and you've not done yet. You've allowed circumstances. You've allowed attacks of the devil. You've allowed what people have said, what people have thought, what people have printed. You've allowed them, those things, and, and those people to stop you. Well, stop letting those people stop you. Say, Father, in the authority of Jesus' name, I'm just going to move a finger, and then I'm going to move a hand, then I'm going to move a shoulder, then I'm going to move my, my knees and my feet, and I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk for the glory of God. I'm going to reenter humanity. I'm going back to work. I'm going to do the things that you have called me to do. And I pray right now that over you, no matter what it is. Maybe you're just, you're stuck. You're stuck in that place. It's like you feel like you're like that man by the pool. You're just stuck and you're waiting on somebody else and you're blaming somebody else for all your problems. Stop having a pity party and start using your faith and believing God. In the authority of Jesus' name, I come against this pity party. I come against this satanic attack that's come against your life. I curse it in the name of Jesus. And I pray right now for you to do what that man did when Jesus commanded him. I pray for you to rise, rise up on the inside, take up your bed, that bed's carried you, now it's time for you to carry it and walk, re-enter humanity and say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to allow the devil to destroy me. I'm not going to be defeated. I'm going to win in Jesus' mighty name. I pray this in faith and Satan, I command you, you take your dirty, rotten, stinking, filthy hands off of every person listening to this podcast today. For we don't belong to you. We belong to God. We were paid for by the shed blood of Jesus on Calvary. And you have no authority. You have no right. And we take authority over you in Jesus' name. And I pray for your healing, my friend. And I'm not coming out of this prayer of agreement until it is done. So keep your faith moving in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for listening today. It's a joy and honor to be with you each week. Uh, by the way, are you aware of my wife Lindsay's podcast? Why not? <laughs> What's your problem? How come you're not aware? <laughs> well, it's called Entirely Unconventional with Lindsay Roberts. And you can, uh, you can download it wherever you get your podcast. And also, are you aware of Lindsay Roberts on Facebook? Well, why not? Why don't you aren't you aware? <laughs> Go to facebook.com slash Lindsay Roberts Official. Also on Instagram, go to at Lindsay Roberts Official. I believe it'll be a blessing. So Lindsay and Melissa have this uh, podcast called Entirely Unconventional. And believe me, it is entirely unconventional. And if you just hear them once, you'll get hooked, I promise you. It'll be a blessing to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'll see you next time at this same time. Bye-bye. 
Join Lindsay Roberts and Melissa Lee for an inspiring new program, Bookmark. With thought-provoking discussion on current book releases, Lindsay and Melissa provide fresh insight from a biblical perspective and with a lot of fun. Bookmark can inspire you to see your world through the lens of faith and God's empowering word. Grab that cup of coffee and tune into Bookmark with Lindsay and Melissa, only on The Healing Network.